Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 752. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're both free, including the postage and handling. Got a message, a continuation of the message from uh, the book of Luke. And um, we've got music and letters. But right now, let's pray. Lord God, that you will continue anointing me on this message and anybody else that will be doing anything on the program. Uh, Open up hearts, souls, minds, and uh, spirits to receive you into them, to receive your word. You are the word, and you are the one that we need in us in order to be able to have eternal life. Lord, we ask that you do this that uh, souls will be saved. Well, I also ask you, Lord, there's so much suffering, so many diseases, infirmities, and sicknesses in this world today, and many of them are caused by our refusal to do the things that you have commanded for us to do. And so few people find out what it is that you want them to do. They think that they're good people, that they don't really hurt people, that they just uh, do according to what the Antichrist government is telling them to do. And they think that's the right thing to do because they say that we are supposed to follow the secular people. But you never said that, Lord. You stated that we're to follow you and you alone. And therefore, we ask that you will open the brains and of people, that they'll receive your words and discipline their lives to do the things that you have commanded for us to discipline ourselves to do. We must discipline ourselves to be disciplined by the Holy Spirit. We must discipline ourselves to be to be disciplined by your word. Your word is the Holy Spirit, and your word is life. And if we do that, the Lord, the people that are sick and afflicted with all manners of diseases, and people that um, don't have any money, uh, and they're hungry, and they are uh, naked, and they have nothing to drink, Lord, you will provide for them. It's your word, and it doesn't make any difference how desolate everything looks in the world. You can change everything. Uh, When Jesus comes, the tempter's power is broken, and all the evil in the world is broken to pieces, and you'll heal, and you'll deliver from demonic oppression, and you will save Lord, we ask that uh, you do all these things in Jesus' name. Uh, By doing so, by preaching your word, we are rebuking Satan. We rebuke him, Father God, in the blood of Jesus and in the name of Jesus, which is the word of God. And, Lord, that souls will be saved in the world of people that are in your body, which is your church, shall be saved and strengthened. In Jesus' name I pray, and everyone says amen. Amen. Okay, here's a song that I just recorded with uh, the uh, Prague Symphony Orchestra and the church of this choir, uh, H.B. Barnum's Choir, which is called Life Choir, and the Hollywood Choir. It's called, uh, and I'm singing the lead on it, My Tribute to God Be the Glory. Father God, Praise your holy name, Father God. 
I thank and praise your holy name. I never knew that you'd choose me in the last days to be the head of a worldwide work of God, preaching the gospel to hundreds of millions of people so that they could be led to glory and they would all give glory to you, Father God. None of the glory goes to me, Father. I give all my love and my praise to you, Father God, be the glory. And I thank you, Father God. How can I say thanks for all the things you have done for me? Things so undeserved yet you give to prove your love for me the voices of a million angels could not express my gratitude all that I am forever hope to be
so wonderful to be able to sing with a symphony orchestra as great as the Prague Symphony Orchestra right there from uh, Europe and um, it is uh, and to give glory to the Lord because all the praise the honor and the glory goes to him uh, we do a job and it's our reasonable duty to even do more if we can once we enter into the kingdom of heaven we're going to feel so bad, so ashamed that we didn't do more, that we didn't use every ounce, every second of our time to give glory and honor and praise unto him by winning souls and by helping people all over the world. And it's just uh, a glorious thing to be chosen to do such a thing as that. I just thank and praise the Lord with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Glory to God. I just love working for the Lord. It's not even work. We just need to Sabbath and let him do the work in us and through us. All right. We're in, what chapter are we in now? 23. 23. Okay, and we're at verse 26, and the Bible says, And as they led Jesus away, I'm going back a couple of verses as I usually do, they were leading him away to be crucified. They laid hold upon uh, one Simon, a Cyrenian, coming out of the uh, country. And on him they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. Verse 27. And there followed him a great company of people and of women which also bewailed and lamented him. Uh, Sharon, read those two verses right now, and we'll maybe let you read a little bit more. And when they had led him away, having seized upon a certain Simon, a Cyrenian coming from the farming district, they placed upon him the cross to be carried by him after Jesus. And there was following with him a large crowd of the people and of women who were beating the breast for grief and were lamenting him. Right. Now, uh, uh, but Jesus, verse 28, we're going to have you read this too, but Jesus turning unto them said, uh, go ahead, read it, daughters of Jerusalem. Go ahead. And Jesus, having turned around and facing them, said, daughters of Jerusalem, do not continue weeping for me. Do not what? Continue weeping for me. 
but be weeping for yourselves and for your children, because, behold, days of such a character shall come, in which they shall say, In a fortunate and goodly state are those who are sterile, and the wombs which did not bear, and the breasts which did not afford nourishment. You know, there's a lot of women today, oh, they just want to have babies, and want to have babies. We're in the last days. And uh, the Lord is making a lot of men uh, sterile, and women as well. And uh, the days are coming when the, these things would happen. They would say, blessed. But the Lord is saying, blessed are the barren, those that don't bear children. And the wombs that uh, never bear, they never will bear. And the paps, the breasts, which uh, never give suck. Read that uh, verse which is 29 again. In a fortunate and goodly state are those who are sterile, and the wombs which did not bear, and the breasts which did not afford nourishment. To their children. All right. Why is that? Because then shall they begin to say, uh, to the, because it's the end of time, the Lord is going to be coming back to earth again real soon. Uh, right now is when people... Say, why well, I don't want to bring a child into this world, as evil as it is. My God. You know, when you go out these days, you have to brace yourself, and you have to look left and right and around. People that don't do that, I mean, they are not aware. They don't care. Uh, they don't think that it's the end time. But uh, those of us that are spiritual, we know that it is. So read that verse then. Then they shall begin to be saying to the mountains, fall upon us. And to the hills, cover us. Cover, you know, co let the rocks and the mountains and the hills cover us. For if they do these things in a green tree, verse 31, for if they uh, are crucifying the, the Almighty God uh, who has come into the world in the flesh, if they do these things in a green tree, this is the best time of all when Christ came to earth. This is like for the Lord came and give us eternal life and everything. If they do it, when I've come to the earth, what shall be done in the dry time? Right now is the dry time. You know, so many people are refusing to get saved because uh, they don't believe that the Lord is with them. But the Lord is with you in us. And you're saying, are you the Lord? Uh, well, we're sons of God and we are members of the Lord's body. And so, if they crucify Christ, they're going to crucify you. Uh, if you're carrying the gospel, if Christ is in you, and his Father and the Spirit. So, they're doing these things uh, in a green tree. When the, there's just the most bountiful amount of fruit. Everyone saw Christ healing people, raising people from the dead. And uh, giving people eternal life, casting out devils and all this. If they do it when they see him do these things, what are they going to do when a lot these things are not being done on earth? That's why the Lord wants us to seek for all the gifts so that people can see the power of God working in this world today. And so few people seek for the gifts, you know, 
I can walk into different places in the church and people are just gabbing about this and that and about food and about entertainment and when they can go to this, these different places and things like that. And it's a very spiritually dry time. Uh, so they're doing it in a, when everything is happening good, they're killing the Lord of glory. And if they do these things in a green tree, what shall be done in the day? Let's hear that in the Hellenic Greek. Because since they are doing these things in a green tree, what shall it be in a dry tree? Yeah, what is it going to be here in these last days when it's uh, all over? Verse 32. And there were also two other malefactors uh, led with him to be put to death. There's two criminals. Uh, that one that was uh, crucified on one side of him and one on the other side. Uh, they were led away with him to be put to death as uh, Christ was being put to death. Verse 33. And when they were come... Uh, to the place which is called uh, Calvary. There they crucified him and the uh, criminals, one on the right hand and the other on the left. I have to change pages here. Okay, verse 34. Uh, then uh, said Jesus, Father, or give them, for they know not what they do. Did he say that regarding the people that were nailing him to the cross? And they parted his raiment and cast lots. They gambled for his robe to see who would get it. It was like a, a game to them. Verse 35. And the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he be Christ, the chosen of God. Okay, read that, Sharon, all those verses. And two others, evildoers, also were being led with him to be put out of the way. And when they came to the place called a skull, there they crucified him and the evildoers, one on the right hand and one on the left. And Jesus was saying, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And distributing his garments among themselves, they cast lots. And the people stood looking attentively. And the rulers also went to turning up their noses at him, sneering and scoffing, saying, Others he saved, let him save himself, assuming that this fellow is the Christ of God, the Chosen One. Okay, so, you know, when you're hearing these words, don't try to figure it out with your carnal brain, because the brain of a human being is not able to figure out what these things are. You have to just listen to it and let it assimilate by the Holy Spirit into you. Your carnal brain cannot think of what it is because there's no spirituality in a carnal brain. There's no spirituality in a carnal spirit or a carnal soul. 
or your flesh. So just receive it now. Just kick back and relax. And verse 36 says, And the soldiers also mocked him. It's just plain language. It's easy to understand to them that really want to know. And do you ever hear of soldiers? Well, you hear mocking. They mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar. Come on, you want to drink of vinegar? Verse 37, and saying, If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. You know, if Christ would have come off the cross, none of us could be saved. Even the Adam and Eve and all the people in the Old Testament could not be saved because everybody that will be in the kingdom of heaven will first have to have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. They had to believe on the coming Messiah. Now, they believed before the cross in the Old Testament and were believing after the cross. We look back at the cross. Now, verse 38. And the superscription, a superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek, Hellenic Greek, that is, and in Latin and Hebrew as well. And it said, this is the king of the Jews. Verse 39. And one of the malefactors, the criminals, which were uh, hanged, um, or nailed to the cross, railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. Verse 40. But the um, other criminal hanging on the cross, answered, answering, rebuked him, saying, Do you not, you not fear God? seeing that thou art in the same condemnation as he's in? Verse 41, and we indeed uh, justly, we are definitely hanging here because we are criminals, uh, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing amiss. Verse 42, and he said unto Jesus, Lord, Remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Verse 43, And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Verse 44, And it was about the sixth hour, and there was a darkness over all the land, all the earth, until the ninth hour. Now, Sharon, read all that up to that point. Okay. And the, In the Hellenic Greek. Okay, go ahead. And the soldiers also, approaching him, mocked him, offering him sour wine and saying, As for you, assuming that you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And there was also an inscription over him, The king of the Jews, this one. Now one of the evildoers who was suspended went to railing at him. As for you, are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But answering the other one, rebuking him, said, As for you, are you not fearing even God, since you are under the same condemnatory sentence? And as for us, 
we indeed are justly condemned, for we are receiving that which is befitting the things we did. But this man did nothing out of place. And he was saying to Jesus, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, Assuredly I to you am saying, Today with me you shall be in the paradise. And it was now about the sixth hour, and a darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. All right, yeah, verse 45. And the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was rent in the midst, right in the middle. Verse 46. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I command my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the spirit. Go ahead and read that. I love the way the Greek says that. The sun's light failed, and the curtain of the inner sanctuary was torn into two parts down the center. And Jesus, crying out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I entrust my spirit. And having said this, he breathed out his life. He breathed out his life. I remember when I was in the office in Beverly Hills, when my life, uh, my spirit, actually was leaving my body and going back into my body. It was like my life was going in and out, in and out. It was like the Lord was playing with a yo-yo with my spirit when he was uh, convincing me to testify that he was dealing with me in that office and telling me to tell everybody in the office about the Lord Jesus Christ and that he's coming back to earth again. And every time the spirit would depart, my life would depart from my body halfway and then come back in, I felt no pain whatsoever. So I don't believe that it's uh, going to hurt people when their spirit, their life, departs from their body. It's when you depart and you stand judgment. If you're wrong, if you won't, if you refuse to do the things that the Lord in his word tells you to do, uh, when, when you're the same as a witch and the Lord does not allow witches into the kingdom of heaven. The Bible says that to disobey is the same as witchcraft. Now, you can give your money to charity and you can throw your body into a fire to be burned, but that won't do you any good. You must be born again of the Spirit. The Lord must be in you. And so when the Lord was pulling my life out of my body back and forth, I realized that I didn't know what would happen if all my my life completely departed from my body because I had never read the Bible. And... um, I wouldn't have understood it anyway because you have to be born again in the Spirit to really understand what it says. The Lord will allow you to know enough to be saved uh, by uh, accepting, um, by reading the Word, but He doesn't give you any depth at all. So uh, He commands His Spirit. He uh, He released His life unto the Father, telling Him, I commend my life unto you. So He gave up the Spirit, he gave up the spirit, spirit of life. And so it just really astounded me that when the life was leaving me, it didn't hurt. But I felt my whole body very heavy and I felt it falling to the floor. And when the breath, the life came back into my body, I uh, 
was able to stand up, I had strength. But verse 47, now when the um, centurion saw what was done, he glorified God, saying, Certainly this was a righteous man. Verse 48, And all the people that came together to that site, beholding the things which were done, smote their breasts and returned. Okay, read that much in the Greek. Now the captain of 100 Roman soldiers, having seen this that had taken place, glorified God, saying, Truly this man was upright in character. And all the people who had gathered together because of this spectacle, viewing attentively the things that had taken place, beating their breasts for grief, were returning. They were uh, full of grief. Verse 49. And all his acquaintance and the women that followed him from Galilee stood afar off beholding these things. Verse 50. And behold, there was a man named Joseph. This was Joseph of Arimathea, a counselor. And he was a good man and a just man. Verse 51. The same had not consented to the counsel and deed of them. He was of Arimathea, Joseph of Arimathea, uh, a city of the Jews, who also himself waited for the kingdom of God. Verse 52. This man went up unto Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. Verse 53. And he took it down and wrapped it in linen. Do you notice that he says, and he took it down? Wow, in other words, our body and the Lord's body, the Son of Man, was just it, an it. Yeah, that's all we are is a it. Because it's like um, the violin that's in a violin case. The case is just it. And your body is just it. It is what cases your spirit, your soul. Your spirit is going somewhere. And he took it down, it down, and wrapped it in linen and laid it three times in a sepulcher that was hewn in stone, wherein never man before was laid. Verse 54. Let's read uh, that, because I want to see if uh, the Hellenic Greek says it, it, it. And all those who knew him had taken a stand at a distance, also women, the ones who followed with him from Galilee, to see these things. And behold, a man by name Joseph, being a member of the council, a man good at heart and equitable in his dealings. This man had not given his consent to their counsel and deed. He was from Arimathea, a city of the Jews, one who expectantly looked forward to the kingdom of God. This man, having gone into Pilate, asked as a personal favor for the body of Jesus. And having taken it down, he wound it in linen cloth. Taken it down? Yes. 
There isn't it. Then what? Because the spirit in the Lord was the Lord. But the body that the Lord lived in was an it. Amen? Amen. And we are its too. And the Lord lives in us. And that's why people that love to persecute and prosecute us, uh, they may think that we're just uh, humans, but we're really God humans. God is in us. And so you got to be careful about that because if you cause this body, which is an it, to be murdered, uh, we may say, oh, Lord, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. But you have the scriptures, you people who are nothing but it's yourself. And you're not a son of God until the spirit of God is in you. And so you have to be careful what you do to human beings. Inasmuch as you've done it to the least of the human beings on this earth, uh, the least of all the it's, you've done it unto the Lord. And uh, if you're ashamed of the Lord, who lived in a it, a body, a cadaver, then if you do it unto any of us, you're going to get the same reward as though you did it unto the Lord, because the Lord is in us. Okay, then what? He wound it in linen cloth, and he placed him in a tomb cut out of stone, where no one had ever yet been lying. Verse 54. And that day was the preparation, and the Sabbath uh, drew on. Verse 55. And the women also which came with him from Galilee followed after. And behold, the sepulcher, the grave, and how his body was laid. How it was laid. Hmm. Verse 56. And they returned and prepared spices and ointments and rested the Sabbath day according to the commandment of the Lord. Okay, finish that up, Sharon. Okay. And the day was the day in which preparations were made for the coming Sabbath. And the Sabbath was beginning to dawn. And the women who had followed after, such as had come with him from Galilee, viewed the tomb with attention and the manner in which the body had been laid. And having returned, they prepared aromatics and ointments. And during the Sabbath, they ceased from work according to the commandment. All right, now this is chapter 24. Now upon the first day of the week which is Sunday in the Hebrew. That's like our Monday. Very early in the morning, they came unto the uh, grave, the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. Verse 2. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre, from the grave. Verse 3, and the place where Jesus was buried. Verse 3, and they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. Verse 4, and it came to pass as they were 
much perplexed uh, there are there about behold two men stood by them in shining garments verse 5 and as they were afraid uh, the people and bowed down their faces to the earth they said unto them why seek ye the living among the dead because God is the God of the living, not the dead. Uh, if you're born again of the Spirit, then your soul, your spirit is living forever. And you're of the living kingdom because you're resurrected into the place of life. But uh, the other place, which is hell, is the place of death and suffering and torment forever. So we must be resurrected by the Holy Spirit. That's why we must be born of the Spirit. Now we are born of the flesh by our parents. But we are born of the Spirit by our heavenly parent, the Lord God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said it's an absolute must. You must be born again of the Spirit. And why seek ye these angels are saying the living, which Christ is alive forevermore now, why are you seeking him in this grave? Didn't he tell you that he was going to raise from the dead? Verse 6, he is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee? Verse 7, saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again verse 8 and they remembered his words verse 9 and returned from the sepulcher the grave the place where Jesus was buried and told all these things unto the 11 other disciples the 11 and to all the rest. Verse 10. It was Mary Magdalene and uh, Joanna and Mary, the mother of uh, James, and other women that were uh, with them, which told these things unto the apostles. So these were the first evangelist women. Said he lives, he's risen, he's uh, not dead anymore. Verse 11. And their words seemed to them as idle tales, and they believed them not. Verse 12. Then arose Peter and ran unto the grave, the sepulcher where Jesus was buried, and stooping down, he beheld the linen clothes laid by themselves and departed, wondering in himself at that which was come to pass. Verse 13. And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about threescore furlongs. Verse 14, And they talked together of all of these things which had happened. Verse 15, And it came to pass 
that while they communed together and reasoned together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Verse 16, But their eyes were holden, that they should not know him. Verse 17, And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that ye have one to another, as ye walk and are sad? Verse 18, and the one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering, said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass here in these days? Verse 19. And Jesus said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people. Verse 20. And how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be uh, condemned to death and have crucified him. Okay, now Sharon, uh, read up to there in the Hellenic Greek. But on the first day of the week, as the dawn was just breaking, they came to the tomb, bearing the aromatics which they had prepared. Then they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But having entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass that while they were in a quandary concerning this, behold, two men stood by them in apparel that flashed like lightning. And they having become fear-stricken, and bowing their faces to the ground, they said to them, Why are you seeking the one who is living among those who are dead? He is not here. In fact, he was raised up. Remember how he spoke to you while he was yet in Galilee, saying that it was a necessity in the nature of the case for the Son of Man to be delivered into the hands of men who are sinners and be crucified and on the third day to arise again? And they remembered his words, and having returned from the tomb, they brought back tidings of all these things to the eleven and to the rest. And there were Mary the Magdalene, and Joanna and Mary the mother of James, and the rest of the women with them were telling the apostles these things. And these words appeared in their sight as the wild talk of those in delirium or hysteria. And they refused to believe them. Then Peter, having arisen, ran to the tomb, and stooping down with body bent and with head bowed forwards, for the purpose of a careful inspection, he sees the strips of linen cloth used for embalming the dead, forsaken by the body. And he went off wondering in himself at that which had come to pass. And behold, two of them on that very day were proceeding on their way to a village which was about seven miles from Jerusalem, its name Emmaus. And they themselves were conversing with one another concerning all these things which had converged upon one another. And it came to pass, while they were conversing and discussing, Jesus himself, having drawn near, was walking with them as they journeyed along. But their eyes were being restrained from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are these words which you are tossing to and fro to one another in this animated, heated conversation as you are walking? And they came to a standstill, gloomy countenance. 
and answering one by the name of Cleopas, said to him, As for you, are you the only temporary resident in Jerusalem, and have not come to know about the things which have taken place in it in these days? And he said to them, What sort of things? And they said to him, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a man, a prophet mighty indeed, and word in the sight of God, and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to a judgment of death and crucified him. Verse 21. But we trusted that it had been uh, he which should have redeemed Israel. We thought it was Jesus who was going to redeem Israel. And beside all this today is the third day since these things were done. Verse 22. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulcher, the grave, the place where Jesus was buried. Verse 23. And when they found not his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels which said that he was alive. Verse 24. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulcher, the grave, the place where Jesus was uh, buried, and found it even so as the women had said. But him they saw not. Verse 25, Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have uh, spoken. Uh, Verse 26, Ought not Christ to have suffered uh, these things and to enter into his glory? Verse 27, And and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he explained, bounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And uh, I've written a Messiah book that does the same thing. Get the Messiah book. It's in many, many languages. And uh, you'll see all the different things where the Bible talked about the coming of Jesus. Uh, All the things that he had to suffer. Verse 28. And they drew nigh unto the village uh, whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. Verse 29, But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is uh, toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went into a tarry with them. Verse 30, And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and brake and gave it to them. Verse 31. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. Just enough to get them to know that he had risen, and it was really him. Verse 32. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures? A lot of people say that their hearts are burning, and they can't. They think it's some kind of a heart attack that they're having. 
know what it really is and you think maybe the devil's going to kill you or something. What it is is the Lord is checking you, uh, telling you that you need to pray more right now. The thing to do is rebuke the devil and start praying and you'll know that it's the Lord. Verse 33. And they rose up the same hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven gathered together and them that were with them. All right, well, it's time to read letters now. Uh, We have a few of them. I think we only have time for one or two. We have the completion of the one. That we're on the other day. You want to continue with it, please? Where is it from? From Rialto, California. Rialto. Okay, go ahead. This is concerning John Hagee. It says, he also said, quote, well, He, John Hagee, also said what? I am not now, nor have I ever been anti-Catholic. Cornerstone Church, for more than 20 years, we have fed the hungry and clothed the needy. The vast majority are Catholic. I support a convent for 10 years, housing elderly retired nuns. Many of you remember the day of honor that we had for those nuns in this church for their lifetime of service to God. I am not anti-Catholic, unquote. Quote, I have never stated that the great whore is the Catholic Church. Oh, well, we're not anti-Catholic either. That's why we preach the gospel to them. We're anti-Catholic doctrine, okay? Mm-hmm. It's what we're anti. We're at the anti the Antichrist because that cult is the Antichrist, uh, the head of the world government, the world church, or cult, and the media. Then what? John Hagee's new book, In Defense to Israel, he says, quote, It was Jesus who was refusing to be the Messiah to the Jews, unquote. Oh, God. This is such heresy. Then what? They wanted him to be their Messiah, but he flatly refused, unquote. No, they wanted him to be the Messiah of the second coming. But he had to first come and uh, die and shed his blood in order for people to be saved. You got it all wrong, Mr. Hagee. Then what? John Hagee is preaching heresy. He is a blasphemer and a liar. Because that's true. Then what? He is contrary to the plain word of God. John Hagee is embarrassing. Unbiblical and extra-biblical ideas have invaded the church world. Wickedness and ungodliness has invaded. Insane imagination. The Catholic Church is a perfect example. Most of the churches you will find worldly. John Hagee fits this new church quite well. On TV years ago, he criticized the old separated lifestyle of Pentecostal churches. Leaving the wife of his youth along with his children and marrying a young woman in the church was an example of his forsaking the Bible values. This Hagee is nuts. Yours truly, Sister Jesse Lopez. Okay, Jesse, praise the Lord. Well, I agree with you. Um, now's the time to pray. Those of you, you know, forget about Catholicism or all the false religions. But just come to Jesus and he will come unto you. Draw nigh to him and he'll draw nigh to you. Uh, turn your back on him and he'll turn his back on you. So don't turn your back on him. This is your chance to receive immortal life, eternal life. Say this prayer to him and he'll give you eternal life. Say to the Lord, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God, and I believe he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Holy Father and Holy Spirit. Um, you will not turn me, wash all my filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. You won't turn me away, Father or Holy Spirit. You will save my soul. Therefore, I know uh, that you have said this. You said, all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you've heard me and answered me, and uh, I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now just raise your hands and praise and thank the Lord. And share until everybody in our listening audience ought to receive a copy of this program, number 752-752. It's free of charge. Let us know whether you want a tape or a CD. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505. Or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Oh, praise the Lord. Well, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for another entire step further towards the kingdom of heaven on a daily basis. Now, when the Lord was pulling the Spirit out of my, my life out of me, I uh, was terrified. But now, it doesn't uh, at all. I'm not terrified to go to heaven. As a matter of fact, I want to go to heaven. It's so much better than here. It's not even funny. Here I am to sing uh, Angel Band. You know, there's nothing better than to know that you're going to heaven. Praise the Lord. Amen. My latest son is sinking fast My race is nearly run My strongest trials now are past My triumph has begun
sing it. <laughs> 